You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hey man, the show has started. Oh, that's good. <laughs> What's the matter? with you guys. I should have started. Welcome yeah, in. We got Derwin Kitchen driving the show the second hour. Yeah, the timing was awful. <laughs> the timing was awful. Hopefully he brought the mic down and back. Yeah, he did. Okay, good. I'm getting a yes. All right, good. Well, we were in an in-depth conversation about music producers and what mm. gets on a record and what doesn't and why. We were we were teetering on elite level music snobbery. Yeah. It was I was going to say, it, it sounds like incredible. Jeff was probably doing most of the talk. Well, I remained really good points, and then I followed it up with a story that was relevant to the points he was making, and we really could have... We could have just shut you out of this and gone for another hour here, buddy. Talking sure. music. Just talking letting you shop. know, just talking music around here. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. That's on me, guys. I'm going to take the L there. That is on me. That was not on Ira. Certainly wasn't mm. on Corey. Nope. It was on me. You know who doesn't take L's, though? Mm. Birch Orthodontics. Bam! There it is, my man. Never Served have. it up. Never Served have. it up. Never will. I had to reschedule Birch Orthodontics this morning. Really? Not because of anything they did. Schedule conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, the missus and I just could not get on the same page about getting Clark up there to see just a regular checkup. He goes every three months to Dr. Birch. They want to make sure everything's going the way it's supposed to go. Uh, and because he's had no problems whatsoever, I told my wife last night, I'm not taking him in the morning. Mm. They're just going to take your word for <laughs> it. <laughs> I said, uh, I'm Jeff bu- did the exam. I'm yeah. busy. You're busy. I got to be somewhere early in the morning tomorrow. Let's reschedule this thing. So we did just one week later. He's scheduled to go back one week from right now. And they were great with it. They were like, no problem. They work with you there. Yeah, they, they compromise. They, they got you. They were like, we got you. We understand. Life gets in the way sometimes. They might work with you a little bit more if you're Jeff Cameron uh, than, you know, than the commenters. But uh, <laughs> no, they're great people, great customer service. And they, you know, they don't want you, you know, not showing up for an appointment. That'll get Doctor you get on Dr. Burch's bad side if you just don't show Ooh, up. No, you can't do that. No, we called well in advance. We did but, the right thing. But uh if you need excellent orthodontic care, great customer service, payment plans, they make it affordable, they make it uh just easy. Everything about it is easy and the way you'd like it to be. Uh it, com is the website. They're located. The office is located northeast side of town, right off of I ten, Thomasville Road, that area. 
Uh, so it's easy to get to. You need to uh, stop by Birch Orthodontics. They will uh, give you the best orthodontic care you uh, could ever imagine. Yep. You couldn't have called that far in advance if y'all were talking about it last night. Hey, yeah, don't. His appointment hey, was hey, this morning. We yeah. buttoned that up. That that whole thing was resolved. <laughs> we moved on. It's clean. Oh, I don't. Just, I don't I'm mind. looking out for Dr. Birch. No, I don't mind. Dr. Birch, they have a voicemail system in place where <laughs> if it's after hours, <laughs> you're sorry. able to leave the call. I did this on the way to Bryce's basketball game last night. Do you know this? Okay, well, well in advance. Well in well advance. advance. Yeah, yeah. You don't notice that maybe he's trying to start trouble. Just oh, yeah. like last hour, That's the whole thing about me getting cut down, diminished on your show. He keeps bringing that up. He tries trying to, to get that well, wedge I, in there. He wants I, I to think start I speak a fight. For the masses. I, I speak for the masses there on that one. I know That's what's happening. To... It's this It's this feeling of longing that Corey has because he's not here. Right. So yeah. it's not our fault that my man's in his kitchen. It's that's on him, and we refuse <laughs> to fall and take the bait. That's on you, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. So it, it, getting it, mad because we don't start segments on time. <laughs> I know. Now that know. one, that one is a toughie. I I should have done better there. <laughs> but we were really, you know, once you get me going on music, Corey, mm, you know, and that's we. maybe it was Iris' fault. If he I, brought up the music. If I ever owe Jeff money, I'm just going to start every conversation <laughs> with, "Hey, man, did you uh, check out that new replacements album?" That's yeah. what we were talking. What about, about. Bowie? I, I think <laughs> Bowie's overrated. Say that to Jeff. And, Wind him up. Here we go. Brandon writes, you three are elected FBS czar for one season. What do you do with the power? Mm. I, I decimate the SEC. <laughs> Just put them in their place? I say that's it. That's all. <laughs> what? What? Why are you here, Vanderbilt? You're out of here. Off to the Ivy League you go. Kentucky, who are we kidding? You're living a lie. You got no chance to ever win the SEC. Get out of here. You're gone. You're going to some other lesser tier conference. Auburn, amongst the big schools... You're a pretender. You're moving on to. So you're single handedly in your one year as decimating czar, the SEC. You're reconstructing all of the conferences. I am by myself. I'm going to make it right. <laughs> make the two Mississippi schools JUCOs. Right. Like yeah. Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Invest in JUCOs. Ed- I'm going to make them invest in education. I'm going to. I'm going <laughs> like. I'm gonna, uh, that's that's the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, and you, my mandate will be cruelly written as to expose the academic uh, frailties of the state of Mississippi. I correct. will do that. It won't just be singling out the universities. Good news. You're going to JUCO level. Bad news. Well, actually, the bad news is we're, we're, dro- <laughs> we're dropping you to JUCO level. The good news is we're going to have reality shows follow you around for Netflix. Yeah, that'll be season. it. And then I would be like, well, look, if we're doing this the right way, if I'm eliminating Vanderbilt and Kentucky and schools like that, I got to infuse some life into the SEC. I can't just take away. So I'm going to add Florida State Florida and Clemson. State. Florida right. State and Clemson will go. Well, the country right. wants that. The country doesn't want to see Kentucky and Vanderbilt play football. They don't. Nobody does. So the country has made that abundantly clear over the last 40 years there with those is. TV ratings. They do not care. No, they don't. So there it is. Boom. Like that, the SEC has just been improved immensely with a Florida State and Clemson edition. I don't, I don't know that the spirit of the question was that you could just change everything. I'm the czar. I mean, I'm doing whatever the hell I want to what do. What do you think, Corey? Is that, is that I the, think the, the SEC spirit? presidents would vote that down. And say no, you're not going to do that. I, I, would I say was about- selected as the FBS czar, <laughs> according to the question. You're okay. whatever so your you hypothetical is, okay. is. I was selected, elected, chosen, whatever it is. I'm the man. I've already ratified, verified. That's it. That's it. I would add up what I would do is add up all the money that all the conferences get together, uh-huh. like whatever that pool is, one point six billion dollars, and you spread it evenly and spread it out evenly. Oh my God! Socialist, put it in writing. Anti-American. <laughs> you hate 
He hates just people like, making money. Just like Corey's League, constantly, just like the NFL is anti. Yeah, yeah. Corey's um, constantly would, trying to shut down. Yeah. Coaches can only make so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I try to. I am following the NFL's blueprint. You're looking. They're not anti-American. The, they have big flags on the field for every game. Oh God! Every segment, every minute of every game, it's nauseating. Uh, you think it's the same flag manufacturer? It has to be, right? <laughs> there can only be one flag manufacturer that. This, those are 120 yard flags. <laughs> did you, did you, the, I didn't realize the salaries. There are some, there's a major disparity in some of those NFL salaries, too. The coaches. I didn't oh, realize, absolutely, yeah. I, mean, I didn't realize yeah. how much Belichick makes. I mean, good grief. Well, he could probably just write his own. Yeah, I guess. I'm going to write my own check here, guys. I mean, I, <laughs> this is what I'm taking. I, I this is what one, I'm taking out of the coffer this year. I have won you six Super Bowls, <laughs> well, fellas. I think I'm going to go ahead and take what I want here. Nobody disagreed. I was just yeah. waiting for the – yeah. well, it's like Saban. We said, in, in truth, he could make – Corey, you couldn't limit what Saban makes. Think Corey about, would. Uh, I could, yeah. yeah. Well, as czar, he would, just like I'd pick apart the SEC. Yeah. So that's yep. there it is. We're doing whatever we want to do. Actually, uh, what would we do? What would we do? I think the biggest thing I is – I just told you what I'd no, do. No, I was no, legitimate. no. I'm not joking. That's right. what I would do. Mm. I would make it – competitive balance matters to me. Well, and the NFL is allowed to do it. Yeah, the Cowboys a, make a heck of a lot more than yeah, it's a trust. anybody else. It's a trust, and they have a salary cap. Yes, I get you. And if you're thinking about the greatest good for college football moving forward, I understand your intent. But I think what you would do instead, as opposed to just taking this money, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, I think what you'd do instead is say, okay, look – there are limitations for anybody can do this, but this is all you can do. So you can't have 57 analysts. You can have five. Right. And everybody can have five. You know, and th- this is how much, I guess, in total you can spend on your football program. I guess, Corey, is what you're kind of getting at. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take from Alabama and give it to, you know, UMass. Vanderbilt, which is what they're doing. I wouldn't do they it. do that now. Do Vanderbilt that. makes as much money from TV revenue as Alabama. Yes, they do. I'm saying I wouldn't. I would just put a cap on all of the things that you could spend on to some extent. I wouldn't take and then give that money to Colorado State. No, not Colorado State. The Power Five. That's all I meant. The Power Five okay. schools. The, the, Washington State. Washington State. Yeah. I mean that's that's no that's no more absurd than Vanderbilt and Kentucky getting Alabama. Yeah. Okay. So money. the Power Five. Yeah. I yeah. look, man. To, to, for the future of the sport, it's why the NFL is great. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. The Bills. Should, probably should have won the Super Bowl, uh, and they're a small market team, small market, but they they get the same pool of money to spend as uh mm-hmm. as everybody else. I think we're on the same page here, pretty much. Anyway, next question: Can yeah, you go? Are I, we are we still? Is this still a question show, uh, Jeff? For heaven's sake, guys! Hey, you could come back and exert your authority. Drive, buddy. I'll let you drive. <laughs> Till dog. Speaking of music, rank your top. Okay, top five halftime shows. With this year's being number one, I think U two was uh, right after nine eleven uh, was one of the most incredible ones uh, by far. Um, three songs, all great. Open the jacket, the flag, the whole thing. That was really moving and really well done. I was at Prince's performance. Were you really? Yeah, I went to that Super Bowl uh, between the Colts and the Bears, and I feel very fortunate that I did. Obviously, uh, so I got to see Prince, and I thought that was an incredible halftime show. Rot with controversy as it was. It was. Uh, it was great. And uh, this one was really, really good. So that's three. And then none of them, none of the others really stand out to me. There's a whole lot of uh, eh, whatever. Michael Jackson back in the day was really good. The, uh, yeah, no, there's, I mean, Prince is definitely Prince probably is right great, up there. Yeah. Um, though the thing about this one is, and I, and I get, you know, some people are like, was it really that great? I mean, it, it's, it's part nostalgia. It's part 
just it's mostly nostalgia. Yeah, it's mostly nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And uh, somebody made the point: it would have been cool if uh, these kinds of acts could have been at the Super Bowl halftime when they were actually when they were actually huge stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I thought it was good. I thought the the set was incredible. Yeah. That yeah. was really almost more than anything else. What it they was the did. spectacle of it yeah. was cool. It wasn't just yeah. them standing on a stage singing, you know, right. lip syncing songs or whatever they were doing. It was actually the, and I don't know that they were, but the spectacle of it was really neat. They put a lot of effort into that set, and it was cool. I thought. The end, they were all going to get in that caddy, and it would start bouncing to mm-hmm. G thing or what, whatever their whatever their song gin and juice. I, I thought that's how they would end it, but instead they were all on top of the house. Chris writes off season content. How many uh, customizations on an order before you start to feel self conscious? Mine is two. Add or su- subtract two things, but after that, I feel like I'm going to get the side eye. Well, what you got to okay, do? That's, an that's a good question. It is, and what my tip to you would be. If I'm going over two, because I do acknowledge you're difficult. Well, I don't, I don't like mayonnaise. I don't like tomato. So if there's anything else I don't like, then I have to say, just give me ketchup and lettuce or whatever it is. Like I, you can switch it to the other way. <laughs> you can switch only it the other way. Yeah, these things. Stop taking off all of these it's, things. Just I only want these two things. <laughs> that that kind of gets you out of it. Uh, that's nicely done from a man who clearly admits that he's picky. Corey doesn't uh, ever do that really. I mean, well, no, just tomatoes. I don't like yeah. tomatoes on anything. That's it. That's uh, just no tomatoes. What's the food item in your lifetime you've done the biggest 180 on? From I either loved it, now I hate it, or mm. hate it, now I love it. When I was a kid, I loved peas. Loved them. They suck. My mom would have a pot of them, and Ooh. that would be, I would have like one piece of chicken maybe, and the rest was just peas on my plate. Peas Why? Loved them. Awful. Why? I don't know. And now, if somebody served me peas, I'd slap it out of their hands. I would kick them in the chest. Get these peas away from me. Yes. Peas are the most ridiculous. They're hideous. Disgusting. Awful. Pete, like, you I'm angered by peas. I can't sometimes. believe we're talking about peas. Kim will make a roast con pollo, and she does a really good job with it, but she, she likes peas oh, in her oh, rice. So she'll, she'll make it literally half with peas and half without peas. Yeah, people put peas in their rice, and it's like, man, I'm no, not trying to no. dig out, of, dig green things out of my rice. Just so Okay, so you come, you've done a 180 from loving peas to hating peas. Yes. Me, guacamole, I'm, I've done the opposite. I, I hated guacamole as a kid, as most kids it. would, and I love guacamole. It's delicious yeah. now. Yeah. Me, Chinese food, when I was a kid, man, I would not. We, my, my dad, my parents were divorced. My dad would pick us up once a week to take us to dinner. And one of the places he and my sister wanted to go a lot was Chinese place, and I would just be miserable. I hate like snow. Oh, I love Chinese food. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have come all the way with uh, both. I think tomatoes, since you brought up tomatoes, I couldn't eat them as a kid. I thought they were awful. Now you can put 20 of them on my stuff. I, I, add you eat them like tomato. an apple. I love them. Love tomatoes. They're delicious. I'll get you one right after the show. I, uh, delicious. I'll cut it up for us. So and then here's the worst part about tomatoes to interrupt you. So when I was a kid, we used to go visit my grandma in New York, in the Bronx, and we would go visit her, and she would always want to make – she was a Jewish grandmother, so she would always want to make us food constantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. making food. Kick they, ass. All kinds of food. But she would always ask for, like, do you want this on it? Do you want that on it? Do you want? And I kept saying no. Like, do you want mayonnaise? No. Do you want this? So finally she's like, how about tomatoes? I'm like, yeah, sure. Give me tomatoes. Just try. Just yeah. I want to say yes Humor. to my grandmother yeah. at one point. So then from that point on, I was like seven at that point. From that point on, every meal I got had over tomatoes. The, had tomatoes oh, involved. No. And I hate tomatoes. Oh, that's a toughie. So I'm constantly having to, like, throw them over the balcony. Cantaloupe. You, I went from hating you cantaloupe. You hated cantaloupe? Oh, hated cantaloupe. I couldn't oh, I couldn't even look at a cantaloupe. Now I love it. Uh, you oh. should. Cantaloupe's delicious. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess. See? Yeah. Cantaloupe's delicious. I think course. cantaloupe's cantaloupe, man. It's like saying you love water. No, there's Not good. Really. There's good really. Sometimes cantaloupe is really good. If you put right. sugar on it. No. Yeah. What? 
you, you've lost. Dip it in chocolate, maybe. Dabs writes, <laughs> NIL question. If a player receives an amount of money well beyond the value of a scholarship, should they have to forego the scholarship to make it available for somebody else? Could change the, could change the meaning of preferred walk-on if a PWO, preferred walk-on, gets a big money uh, but doesn't take one of the 85 spots? Well, man, what is the value of a scholarship? Now, I was it twenty eighty a year. No, what is it? Is it not that much? That's no, like twenty housing twenty five or something, and, maybe. Yeah, it's like twenty five or something. So I'm not sure the exact number, but it's not eighty. But I thought when you throw in food and lodging and everything, how much are they eating, Corey? They are eating I mean, a lot, a lot man. They yeah. feed these. We do, need to feed them better. Yeah. If you Gary's added Washington's eating, if you added in all the medical treatments and all those kinds of things, then maybe. Um, but but the cost of attendance for a college is not eighty thousand. So let's say it's thirty five. Let's just say thirty. I mean, that's a hundred and twenty thousand dollar deal. That's I don't think they. You, I don't think you should give that up because I don't think they're going to get. There aren't going to be many kids that get a get a deal I an get, IL deal more than one hundred twenty thousand dollars. I get his point though. If if the you know Bryce, if the guy at Alabama yes, is getting a million right. dollar deal, and he's also getting free tuition when some walk ons not getting anything, and he has to pay for classes. I mean, I can see the point. Boston College used to provide athletic scholarships worth. $61,622. The school's official cost of attendance is $63,022. That's a private school. It's a private school. So I was just giving yeah. you an example of, of what that is. So, yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, you can go through this, by the way. There's the value of a college football scholarship per university. You can go through all of these numbers. It, uh, it gets out there. Um, all right, on to the next question. Trying to do the right thing here. Uh, I've heard Jeff say a couple of times that he was specifically critical of Norvell's decision-making regarding the staff. However, he specifically mentioned off-field staff decisions. What missteps have there been with off-field staff acquisitions? Have at it. Go for it, Jeff. Specifics. <laughs> Come on. Quit speaking uh, vaguely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, th Russell, you think they could do better? I think we got to go to break? I think they could do better. I think they could do better. Uh, there's a couple of guys that I think uh, – they could do better. That's the best way of saying it. I'm not going to break it down here. There's no real reason to. Uh, I'm actually very interested to see how this year plays out for a lot of reasons. But, Russell, I will tell you this. When the time comes, if we have to have a major assessment across the board of uh, who stays, who goes, and why, uh, I won't be afraid to name names there. But I'm going to give them the year. We're going to give them this season to see. Um, but but I've raised an eyebrow at a couple uh, of off-the-field hires. Uh, and, and not all of them are from, like, they didn't just happen. Put it that way. Is that is that better better way of getting still pretty vague? Uh, well, pretty vague. I mean, the bottom line is you didn't. They didn't get all the guys they thought they were going to get in recruiting, and so some people whose job is to help them get recruits. Yeah, there then you, you go. start to wonder. Hey, go. maybe you didn't hey, do your job. Thank you. Ira. Now, well done, sir. Small sample. <laughs> there you go. Some small sample size. They haven't been here that long. Yeah. If this year they turn it around, then okay. Yeah, it was just a made, bad year. That's right. It's just a bad year. Right now, two fingers to my eyes, two fingers back to them. But let's see what happens in the next cycle. If, You're correct. If Jeff was GM, he'd make changes. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm would have waiting. already made a couple. I'm not, I'm, no, I'm not waiting. Well, I wouldn't have made one of the hires to begin with. But anyhow. Well, but then the the reality is that's you know if you're Mike Norvell, this is that's there's look. I agree with some of the changes even on the field that he made, but the reality is they he's got to get them all right because this is a huge year. I mean we, we've talked about. It. I mean you, there's a, there's a lot of reasons for this team to not 
be five and seven or six and six. And that, you know, this all goes into it. It's an important point because uh, he does have to get them all right. And I think um, there's some areas that I'm really concerned that he didn't. And, and But maybe I'm wrong. Right. And I will allow for that. And let's see how the year plays out. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Uh, we've got a question from, I believe this is Mookie, with Leroy being the fifth Knoll inducted into the Hall of Fame. It's really disappointing to think that Charlie never got the opportunity to play in the National Football League. Dude would have been electric, a trailblazer that broke down the stereotype and potentially another Knoll in a gold jacket. So it's not really a question, it's an observation. And I remember watching the NFL Network, uh, what was the year so Charlie would have been coming out? 94. 94, right? So, uh, how... Charlie kind of dug himself in there, though, saying if he didn't go at a certain spot, then he was just only going to go to the NBA. But of well, course, he, he was, what he said was, and it's important. He said, "I'm not guaranteeing you. You could drive. If you right, don't drive me right. in the first, if you drive me in the first round. I will come. I'll I will be come. in your camp. But if, if you I'm don't, not, I, I won't may, guarantee. I may you. see what happens in the NBA. That scared yeah. everybody off because right. obviously, that at that point, if I'm taking you with the first pick of the second round, and I don't know if you're going to show up, right. I'm not going to do that. And people took it as an ultimatum, which was not what it was. It's just yeah. trying to be honest. Trying to be honest. Right. Right. I, I think, you know, Charlie was ahead of his time, and so nobody could envision a guy who played like that, and he's not a big guy. No. So nobody could envision a guy who played like that transitioning to the National Football League and utilizing the unique skill set that he had to win the Heisman in the National Championship in college football. They couldn't see it translating in the NFL. Nowadays, nobody would look at that and say, oh, that doesn't work right. because the NFL's opened its doors to that. And, we, I mean, hell, you see it all the time. What do you think would have happened, Corey? Do you think, it's, you, do you think he would have been better off now in this era, or do you think if he had played in that era, it could have turned things earlier? Yeah, yeah, I think you probably would have turned things earlier. Um, like, look, man, I don't remember Kyler Murray even being a sure thing, like draft pick. He ended up being the number one, number two pick in the draft, but people thought, you know, he wasn't even going to be a, a pro football player because of his size. 
And that was just three years ago or whatever that was, four yeah. years ago. So I don't – I mean, he was as small as Kyler Murray, right? He's, he was – Charlie's 6'1". Charlie's bigger than Kyler yeah, Murray. Yeah, I think he's yeah. bigger than Kyler yeah, Murray. Yeah, quite a bit. But, I mean, he's not, he's not the prototypical 6'5". No, in, no, he's not in, a big guy. Yeah. And back then, nobody was in the shotgun except the Buffalo Bills. So it would have been interesting to see if they would have tried to fit him in to their – Well, right. Yeah. I don't yeah. think they Dinosaur would have. That would have been, that would have been dumb as hell. Like, you wouldn't yeah. draft Charlie Ward and say, get up under center. Right. And let's just run. Yeah. yeah, but I think he could have been a guy. He it's it would but, be like unleashing Kyler Murray um, in 1995. Like, but like what the Ravens have teams, done with Lamar, like nobody teams didn't do that back then with quarterbacks. They didn't yeah. change their whole offense because we've got and a Charlie wasn't Charlie wasn't Lamar Jackson. As no, like a runner. no, uh, no. But no, he no. was. I mean, he saw the field. He had the 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 spin. Like he would do the EJ spins, but they would work instead of the like, spinity do. I'm screwed. It was <laughs> yeah, spinity do. He would suck spin it out, out of score. Sacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he would spin out of sacks yeah. and he hit a big play. So yeah, that that's interesting. He definitely would have gone if he was coming up today. I think he definitely goes the football route. Right. He I had think, a nice long he, NBA career. I don't know that he made the pr- wrong decision. No, I, think I don't. Think he worked did either. out just fine. And that's what especially uh, for his body. Yeah, and I made that. I think I've said it before. I made that comment to his dad like eight years into his NBA career about how much I missed. He wish he had played football. And he's like, his knees don't. No, because I don't think his knees were great to start with. Yeah, but I don't think teams have been scared off at all by anything. The way he played, anything else today, like you know what I mean. Yeah. He just fits in more today with modern football. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I want to go back before I would ever answer that question in in totality and watch all of his throws. I don't. Charlie didn't have a great arm. Charlie had no, a, but it wasn't a weak arm. It wasn't weak, but it wasn't it wasn't a plus arm. It was just a good arm. It was okay, right? And then I just think he wasn't big either. Um, he wasn't a thick guy. But you're talking about you know vision and playmaking ability. I, 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 I want to see it are, again. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying. Listen, Charlie was a freak. He was a, an incredible player to watch, and he was ahead of his time. I'm not. Trying to, I'm just saying that. Right. Like if I'm drafting, I'd want to really look closely to see. Like, can he handle it? Can he take the rigors? Because I'm going to want him to run around. I'm going to want the, him to make the plays. The reality up. is, though, man. Okay, but they, they, those teams back then were drafting David Klingler. Yeah, they, uh, were, know, drafting they were drafting a passers. bunch of bums. Rick Meyer, a bunch of bums. Yeah, whole, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Charlie Ward would have given you a better chance to win than any maybe, of those. Maybe, maybe. I mean, uh, we, we, we don't know. We'll never know. I know. I think I, know. I just a, said it. <laughs> we, we we certainly don't. And the pros. Never do a very good job of, of knowing with any degree of certainty which of these quarterbacks are going to succeed no. or not. We now know that that's like a 50-50 proposition, even for the people that well, do this. Like you brought up Kyler Murray. I mean, there's probably – I don't know if there's six teams that would have taken him where they, he got taken. You know, right. you better just needs one. Yeah, you just need one team to say yes. And I still think the jury's out on Kyler Murray, by the yeah. way. I don't, I don't know if that's really working. Um, all right, another question here about uh, – Czars of the game. Apparently, that's a very popular thing right now. If we were the czars, now it's collective. The three of us are the Good. czars, guys, of college football. What is the one immediate change each of you would make to improve the game? Now, I would get rid of the targeting ejections. I would too, one hundred percent. It'd be the first thing I do because I think it affects the integrity of the sport. I get rid of you two as my co-czars. Boom, and then I would <laughs> take the rest power of the- play. <laughs> Spend the rest of the year in charge by myself. No, you got to stop throwing people out of games, and you got to stop. I mean, they've gone; it's over the top. Like, it's sometimes hard to watch a college football game when you get a crew that is hell bent on calling targeting. And we know that we see certain games where it's like, okay, this guy can't wait to call this. So that's the thing, man. And that <laughs> that you know, it's it's funny because watching, thinking about this the other day about the charge, the charge in the North Carolina game oh. was it. Um, was it in the Carolina game, the Matthew Cleveland charge? Was there, or was it the game before? It was the pick game. 
pit game. It's the pit game. I mean, he and has it, won a game, which is just an all-time – I mean, they're unbelievably bad But calls. it's it's weird to me how, like, in college basketball, the, the referees err on the side of everything's a charge. In the yeah. NBA, everything's a block. And in – and I'm saying, like in the NFL, I think there's there's some you know they don't I don't know to me it doesn't see, seem like there is over college officials seem to be it's like everything's over the top everything is yes. way more yes. than in the NFL it's more to let them play like that Super Bowl if that was a college national championship game it wouldn't have been called like that at all I I don't think the the, the when you watch an NFL game uh, and you see a violent collision. I'm instantly reminded of how that would have been called targeting oh my in gosh. college football. Like they're not going to call it in the pros because they get it. They get the oh, fact. Oh, I'll that- tell you this much: when Aaron Donald pushed Joe Burrow into the stands, right? There well, is no doubt that's a flag in a college. But game. it should have been. Two, it been. And, of course not. He was two yards in bounds. Of course. And there was a play. I, I think it was the Rams punting. One of them. I think it was the Rams punting. They punted, and the kicker went down to try to sell that he got hit. And, man, they, they didn't even – I mean, they it like two it. seconds. They, they just moved right on. Yeah. Get the hell up. But in the end, in college, man, if a kicker goes down, I mean, they're throwing a flag. I'm, I'm telling you, this has to do with a collective mindset and what they're told to look for. I think in college football they're looking for reasons to throw a flag right. as opposed to letting them play the game. And I think they're looking to call targeting. They're looking to stop the action and try to enforce that. They want the appearance of caring very deeply about the long-term health of these kids. And they don't care, and it's nonsense, and it's football it's a violent game and there's nobody who blindly goes and plays football now not anymore we all know about cte we all know about the potential shortening of your life if you play a violent game like football everybody gets it it's just like a nascar driver gets in a car he knows he could die because he's going 200 miles per hour i don't want to hear this nonsense anymore you can't you cannot when you do that you affect the integrity of the game you throw kids out of games and it affects the next game if it happens in the second half it's crazy because I'm telling you, 99.9% of the time when anybody goes to make a tackle, they don't have time to think about trying to hurt somebody with their helmet. They don't have time. And so many, yeah. of, you know, and so many of them are not even where they were intending. You know, when the offensive player slides or, yes. or dives or crouches. Well, they're trying to get lower than you. Yeah. It's a game of leverage. I don't want you to be lower than me, so I'm naturally going to try to get my shoulder square to you so I can run your ass over. Well, I don't want to get run over. So we're both going for the low ground here if we're meeting in the open field. And guess what happens? Our heads hit because that's what happens and that's also why we're wearing the gd helmet if a, if a player of a receiver or a quarterback whatever a defensive player is is upright and you launch into their head that's a penalty yeah and maybe yeah, even target and eject them for yeah. that if you think the intent was to hurt them that rule's always been time, in place by the way it's always been in place you cannot lead with the crown of your helmet you cannot use it as a weapon that has been for as long as football's been around that rule has been in play it's so infrequently called because it so infrequently happens it rarely if ever happens most i mean bill romanowski used to do that to people throw his sorry dirty ass out of a game yes but we all knew it when we saw it like you can see those penalties and go oh man my man's out here trying to okay, kill somebody okay so how about that y'all did y'all see the Clemson Duke basketball game and that foul. yeah yeah I'd have thrown him Ooh, out he's gone was, I, he was thrown out yeah he was and he was One suspended game. for a game I would have suspended him for the rest of the year yeah you can't do that yeah I but, agree with you because that that is a that is something that you need to be punitive about and if very you much on so. a football field that launches into someone with the with the at, or at their knees like trying to hurt them like you can tell and you know he's trying to hurt them Fine, suspend him for half a season. I don't care. It's the it's the and it's the tackles where a guy he's just trying to make a tackle. Yes, and you duck down. Well, and you're gonna oh now he has to miss a half. And you know if it's a senior who only has you know twelve games to their senior year. Yeah, you're gonna take away a, a full game. Well, I think the hardest part too is that 
a lot of times those flags are thrown because of the appearance, right, the aesthetics. So if a guy slides, this is where defenders get in so much trouble with quarterbacks because they're taught to pull up. We saw Pitt use it, obviously. But, I mean, when you start to slide, if I've already committed to tackling you, and you're a big quarterback, you're 6'4", 220, I could get run over. So now i got to get down here by your waist, you're in the open field, and I lower, and now you commit to the slide, and I take your head off, it looks like I'm the dirtiest player in the world, and your head slams back, you might even be knocked out. But that's still not a penalty. It ought not be. I mean, you, you can discern when you look at that replay. Have I committed to making it at full speed? Run that at full speed. Don't do it frame by frame. Frame by frame, everything looks dirty. If you run it in real time, live, you'll see that a guy had an instant to make a decision on a tackle. So that's our, that's our answer if we're the czars. Was a, was well, a, Iron's yeah. answer was to get rid of the two of us. But. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I would go after the uh, target. Stevens writes, uh, traveled from Nashville to Chapel Hill for a game I'll never be able to forget. Oops. <laughs> nice, he's, he's got a picture. Hey, man, kudos for going to he the game, He sent a though. picture here. There yeah. he is at the Dean Dome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we are only Ryan Malone days until Meat and the boys lose their opener to JMU by a score of 2-1, to one, and the Martin family haters come slithering out from under their rocks. Yeah. Will it take anything short of back-to-back national titles to quiet that segment of the fan base? Nice Ryan Malone reference. Yeah, I like that. Um... I think one would do one it. One might do it, maybe. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they could win back-to-back-to-back national titles, and there would, those people would still exist, by the way. Like well, Tom once Amansky they start losing. Back in the day. Yeah, just like the, Ham- the Hamilton critics are back now. You know, oh, he well, can never coach. Yeah. Whatever, okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you see that. You see that. Well, look, Ham's, Ham's got a lot more benefit of the doubt than Mike Martin Jr. does right now as a head coach, right? So uh, he does need to... He does need to have a nice season. He, I think he will, but he needs to have a nice season. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Gator Kirk writes, Good afternoon, fine men. Sports season is upon us this month. Beach volleyball volleyball, baseball, softball, men's and women's tennis, indoor track, basketball, men's and women's. What FSU football player that isn't in the Hall of Fame belongs there? All right. <laughs> All then. Uh, we covered that. Yeah. Um, and he knows we covered it because he, he posted in the chat like 35 minutes ago. Oh, okay. Like, thanks for answering my question. Jeff didn't see that, though. I didn't see that, but it wasn't his question that originally answered. I no, mean, I, know. A, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not looking at the chat here. I'm trying to look at the I, questions we have. Here. Which do you, you want, Corey? Would you rather me ask the questions <laughs> or study intently on the chat? No. See, what I would want is we'd already asked, we'd already answered that. So maybe just skip that bad. Oh, part. so okay, now, now I have discretion. <laughs> what pisses you off more uh, this basketball season? Wyatt Wilkes. Mm. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. That's the question. <laughs> Is that really the? Is that it? No, he adds. Oh. But I stopped it because the that's what that's the question I would have asked. He says, or his Eastern European haircut. So it is Wyatt Wilkes and his Eastern European haircut. Hey, we're not about hair shaming on this show. Clearly, we can't shame anybody's hair for sure on this show. Um, yeah, he's not had the best senior year. Oh, maybe he can turn goodness. it on. Here well, maybe yes, Corey. I, I can't wait. It's going to be an amazing turnaround too. <laughs> 
I can't, well, I can't, he's, yeah. He's he's been counting on more than than you know maybe they mm. thought he would need to be counted on when this My favorite is when he when he really pounds the ball into the floor and looks to make a play dribbling to his left. I just I, I just love wish it when he, he I, I really wish he would just catch and shoot it. You, you think with the pump fakes. You, you think? I mean just catch and shoot you might get the rebound even if he misses. Like, My favorite the, the, part about his pump fakes are that they are the kind of pump fakes you teach a middle schooler when he's learning how to pump fake. They're well, very very deliberate Violent. But, very- but the prob- part of the problem is, and again, I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, is nobody's got any confidence. And so, like, there was a play I texted Corey during the game where I think Matthew Cleveland's got the ball, like, down near the block, and he and he, he could go up and he might get fouled, but he can at least get a shot off. He's got a better chance of scoring there. He dumps it off to Prieto, by, and then Prieto just gets a shot blocked down half the court. I mean, you have to recognize there are only a few guys with the – they're, they're play, they've, they've got guys out there that are not ACC caliber athletes. Correct. The, the guys that are need to be the ones trying to score. Correct. Hey, and Cameron Fletcher is one of those guys. Yes, I agree. I'd play him 38 minutes. My man's going to have 17 points. He's going to give up 17 11 to 25 rebounds. on the other end. He's going to give up some dunks. Mm-hmm. He's going to have five turnovers, four steals, and five fouls. But he's going to be fun to watch, and he's going to be all over the court. You don't have a choice anyhow. I mean, at this point, you don't really yeah. have. It's yeah, not like you have a plethora of scorers. And I'll tell you what: if Caleb Mills doesn't play tonight, I mean, what are we doing here? You I mean, know? running this offense with some of the guys they have out there on the court is akin to having Mackenzie Milton run the zone read. Yeah, where there's just nothing. There's that. No, it's not the same play anymore. You can't run that. The proper way to use Mackenzie Milton on that foot is to go ahead and run him when you get down by the goal line, Ira, and really try to <laughs> right. just drive it in the end zone. Just with surprise that him, you know. Push the pile. Shock everybody by your choice there. Uh, Adam writes, better result for football, 8-4 and four with a 4-0 non-conference record or 8-4 and four with a 2-2 two and two non-conference record? Doing math. Duquesne, LSU, Florida, and who's the other one? Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana. So, so that you, means you lose probably to LSU, LSU and, and Florida. Florida. Which means you beat Miami and Clemson. Well, no, Not you necessarily. lose two conference games, too. Oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'd say 4-0 non-conference. That means you're beating two SEC schools. Yeah, beat LSU in Florida. Yeah, but then you've got some just you got bone crushing. Somewhere losses. in there, you got a bad loss to an average ass to bad ACC. Well, you, you can beat, stomach. You, you still can, beat LSU in Florida, though. I know, yeah, I guess, man. But then, but then it becomes like what you didn't do. Whereas if you if you beat everybody you're supposed to beat and you lose to LSU in Florida, I think you can live with that. Just saying, know. if you finish out that year eight and four with a with a win over Florida, you're feeling pretty good going to the Gator Bowl or wherever you're going. You know what I mean? You got that win at the end of the season. I just want to say Friday that Friday night you get to enjoy that Saturday after Thanksgiving. I just like that this scenario has the team winning eight either, games no either, matter what. Yeah, either yeah, one yeah, works, man. Yeah, you got to get to the eight wins. Do it. We're, we're with you on Let's that. cross that bridge when we get there. I would have been really disappointed in myself had I somehow glossed over this question. But Nick writes. My 10-year-old is getting his braces taken off today at Dr. Birch's office. Nice. Mm. Congratulations. It's been an amazing experience for him, even when he's had to show that uh, show the tough love. She's had to show the tough love. Which player on the basketball team are you most worried about leaving after this season is over? By the way, when you, uh, when you have that last appointment, Dr. Birch's office, they'll take a photo and they'll do some social media. They're really proud of well, that the work smile done, right? that yeah. uh, you get. Um, I, most concerned to me probably Matthew Cleveland just because I, I don't know. I just feel like that's like, I feel like part of the problem here for him and, and I have no idea. I don't talk to Matthew Cleveland. I like, we're not, I don't have an insight into his mindset, but the way he's been playing and so lethargically a little bit on defense, I, I, I got to think he thought he was leaving and these last few weeks have kind of ruined 
maybe what he thought his freshman year was going to be. Um, that's just a hunch, just a body language thing. Um, so he's a guy I've been really focused he on. He could hit a wall. If, it's possible. Caleb Mills, to me, is he could go or stay. I don't think that's going to change this program. But I think Cleveland is is Cleveland's a I mean he's got the potential to be a top ten pick in the NBA. Um so to yeah. me you want to keep him. You want to keep Butler. I think I, I really like Butler a lot. You yeah. could, I think you could live if you I could live with Caleb Mills leaving before I could either of those. So you should guys should be picking up on what Iris laying down right there, everybody. I think that one's pretty obvious. Uh fellas, it's Corey's favorite time of year. Long form softball articles. Mm. Do you guys think that Mac Leonard and Bethany Keene are as big of a splash as Jermaine and Kier were? <laughs> and then he wrote, hashtag dongs to the face. He's talking about home runs. Obviously. Of course, yes, of course. Sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, they went big yeah. in the transfer. Uh, Lonnie got some big-time transfers. So uh, Yeah, the one girl's batting uh, fifth or sixth. Like, she's a big-time player. Uh, and I think she, she had a great weekend. She had a home run and had like seven hits. What a start. Did y'all see the, the, the play in right field that Kaylee oh, Harden man. made? Unbelievable. I'm Her sure on. you didn't, Jeff. You don't follow me on Twitter, but uh, I do, but I, mean, I don't pay attention. Now he didn't right. tweet it; he Thank retweeted you. somebody yeah, else's. Yeah, tweet. yeah, yeah. So it wasn't, but, a wasn't like he was watching. Yeah, no, he, he, didn't, you know. he had no I, idea it happened. I did. I saw. No, it. So you I, saw it on somebody's feed. She caught a fly ball down the right field line. Mm-hmm. The girl and you were watching intently live as it happened. I'm sure. Well, no, I wasn't. Okay, thank you. But the girl at second tagged up, and she threw the right field line. Right, froze right field line. Yeah, and threw a frozen rope. To third base, I, I compared it to Clemente. It looked like oh, the whole the whole mannerisms. I mean, was like Clemente. The dimensions when of the see- field were similar. <laughs> uh, look, no, it was I impressive. See what you're efforting to do, it Corey. was impressive. It was impressive. Look, she it is a crazy throw. It is. It's, a, it's that, a great throw on the softball field. But I understand that Clemente had a stronger arm. Granted, he was a, a more, male versus female physiologist. Also, a more difficult task given the level of play. But they those were at. bases are so small. I mean, that's re- she got that thing in a hurry. I'm telling you. No, it was a great throw. For I sure. don't want to diminish yeah. it. I just don't want to compare it to Clemente. Well, it might have been a little it seems hyperbole, a, but seems that's a what little I bit, do. Seems a little bit much. Just a it's little a bit hyperbole. Much. Yeah. Got a little, a little Corey, to say little Corey that. treatment. Yeah. 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 yeah the, can I the Corey not say treatment Jessica Warren <laughs> made a Brooks Robinson play? You can, a, actually, because that play is incredible. That play is, yeah, up there this on the level. This play is up there with that one, is all I'm saying. God. Some of the headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We'll come back and wrap it up momentarily. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Wrapping it up, Seminal Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and uh, War Chant TV. We've got a, I think we're going to have a, are we going to have a discussion about the quarterback position tomorrow? We do. I think us three are doing it. Yeah, Uh, yeah, probably tomorrow. All right. forward to it, yeah. One of our spring previews, the triumvirate, the headlines trio will be doing a uh, I'm of the looking videos. forward to it uh, I would have weighed in yesterday with the offensive line um, but I had previous plans couldn't do it I wanted to I, the point is 
Warchant.com is going to have a lot of really cool position right. group features that you guys are going to want to read, videos to go along with, uh, discussions about these things. We're not always going to agree. It's going to be fun. So I look yeah. forward to it. We're definitely not going to agree on the quarterback one. I can guarantee you that. You, know, you two think it's Joe Montana that I'm talking, <laughs> dispersing every uh, week. And uh, obviously, I probably lean too far the other way and think it's David Klingler. Right. There you go. Nice. Two 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 shout outs for Klingler. You think he's just driving through town? What the hell is that? What are these guys Why have am me? I the poster child for bad quarterbacks? Klingler day. There's been so many. Uh, I'm done with the Facebook questions. I did not get to all the Twitter questions. I really have robbed the fine folks of Twitter, I well, think. Let's make it happen. We got if the minutes. three of you teed it up on 16 this past weekend at the Waste Management in front of 20,000 fans, would your results be more Harry Higgs or more Sam Ryder? Sam Ryder had the hole-in-one, everybody. Any thoughts on something that could give the fans to throw instead of beer? Well, I like that they throw beer, first of all, and I also like that the players, the vast majority of which now, completely embrace this uh, as a unique uh, but are you, on the tour. are you concerned that there's going to be copycats of that? I hope not. I mean, and the tour shouldn't let it be. I mean, they, this is kind of grandfathered into the waste management at this point. It's really a remarkable scene, and I'd love to go. Next year, the Super Bowl's in Arizona, guys. We could all go to the waste management, get set up shop on that hole on a Saturday, <laughs> awesome. and then go to the Super yeah. Bowl on a Sunday. I think we should do it. Um, you know the oddity here, and I will say this because I've talked to—I've actually had the good fortune of talking to professional golfers about this. They don't get real nervous, most of them, on that hole because they want the, the things that professional golfers have a problem with is that if if, if somebody speaks when it's totally right. silent, it's an individual. It's totally disruptive. If everybody's yelling. It's it's just white noise. It doesn't bother them in any way. So it's not like you're suddenly shocked. Like in the middle of your backswing, right. we go from dead silence to screaming. Um, and most of uh, – you'll see a lot of the players when they come through that tunnel now, they'll go. You know, they'll raise – they'll do the – like everybody get up. They want you to get loud. They want to embrace it and have fun with it. And that way, in a lot of – since there's no pressure, obviously, I mean, you're still trying to win a golf tournament. So How much do you think those beers cost at a – I mean, they got to be $10, right? 10 or $12? I, I don't – Listen, I will tell you, you know, if you go to the Masters, uh, beers cost yeah, next, to nothing, yeah. next to nothing. Next to nothing. It's incredible. Th this is a corporate thing. It, it's got to be at least 10 or $12 for those beers. They, I mean, they must have wasted $50,000 worth of beer on that hole-in-one. I mean, it went ev everybody that had one threw it up. I, I would argue. How could you not? Yeah, I wonder if <laughs> in and around right. that area, like at that stadium area, because those people are sitting there all day, Corey. Like, you have to get there early in yeah. the morning to get your spot. I actually don't think they gouge them. I bet they don't. I bet that specific area. Now, everywhere else on the course, it's probably your typical 10 bucks. My point is maybe I fill up a cup with water <laughs> and throw that in the air, but I'm keeping my beer because I spent some money on it. That's all I'm saying. That Mick and Ultra. obviously, I would be the closest to the getting a hole-in-one. By, the by the way, your Mick Ultra had some, uh, a lot of sponsorships during the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Sweet, sweet Ultra. Sean writes, uh, Jeff, can you ask Meat if he has spoken to ACC officials about voicing displeasure to the NCAA regarding the regionalization of the playoffs? I think it's way past time that we get the eight best teams out to Omaha. Well, this has been a problem post nine one one. Post nine eleven is when they hid behind security and said, basically, well, this is what we have to do to make everybody safe. Nonsense. Complete and utter nonsense. Uh, it, it is unfortunate because schools uh, whose programs are not nearly as good, not consistently as good, uh, get a much easier path uh, to the College World Series than if you're in the Southeast where you're going to be going through other juggernauts who would likely be top eight, top ten seeds. Yes. I don't know right. if he has. I mean, I don't know if he has voiced that. I, my suspicion is that he has. Right. 
he's not afraid typically to say what he thinks. Yeah, the way the uh, anything like that though, usually the the coaches at different conferences will go to their conference, like the, the at the spring meetings or whatever, they'll bring up their concerns. Then like the the conference can put together a proposal or or a situation like they'll put either a proposal or voice their concerns at the national level. Then you have to see whether or not anybody gets behind you. Uh, Brett writes, and Brett, the answer is going to be no here, but I want to answer it since you did ask and you were kind. We are all hoping to deliver some victory sausage this Valentine's Day <laughs> with the help of Register Sausage. Of course. But, but, but do you think the basketball team can start getting it done in order to keep tournament hopes alive? Oh, Brett. Sir, no. I hate to tell you this. That ship has sailed, my friend. There is no tournament happening for this team unless it's like that CBI or whatever the hell it's called. I like the idea, though, at the end of whatever your whatever the intimacy is with your girlfriend or wife on <laughs> Valentine's Day, yeah. at the very, very end of it, you yell out victory. Or yay sausage. <laughs> that's what she well, yelled out. Yeah, that's what I said. Beach Ira. You got to leave it there. You got to leave it there. Have some respect for the listeners. They know what the follow up to that is. My fault. I was trying to get there. He's just quicker. For Ira and Corey, I'm Jeff. Thanks to Director Matthew as well. And thanks to all of you who listened and or watched or both. And certainly those who submitted the questions. If I didn't get to all of them, I'm sorry. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you again real soon.